Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. I am your host, Jakub the Funky Warrior, and today I'll tell you the story of the Russian hitman and the drunk fighter. No time to waste, let's dive in. First, before we get started, a quick message if you've been following and listening. I'm sorry for the time of the new episodes lately. I know I haven't been up to the task, but I am traveling in Europe and a lot is going on. I want to also live all the experiences, all the moments. So I have a little bit less time to sit down and record those podcasts. But I promise you I will be back on track A to the sap. So the Russian hitman and the drunk fighter are actually two separate stories, but there is a point in common. We'll get into the analysis at the end, but first let me tell you those stories. So the first one is in Tallinn, Estonia, a little country in Eastern Europe, and I am there for a Mind Valley University event and conference, a three-week event where there's incredible speakers tribe members that give talks, workshops, and experiences, crazy connections and dinners and parties, a real magical and incredible experience. So before coming, I submit to Mind Valley a subject and a talk I would love to give about how to awake the warrior within. So I'm coming back home on a Tuesday. It's the second day of the event, I'm pretty tired from a whole day of experiences and talks and conferences and connecting with incredible people. And as soon as I get home, I receive a message that says that my talk has been approved for Thursday. So in the excitement, but at the same time, knowing that I need to prepare because obviously I haven't prepared the whole talk and I have a 30 minutes on stage, I decide to go to a little restaurant, have a dinner by myself, enjoy the moment also, and work on that talk. I end up choosing an Italian little restaurant, and I sit at this round table in the middle, I make my order, and I start writing in my notepad the things that I want to share in the talk, the lessons, the ideas, the stories, etc., After about 10-15 minutes, two guys sit down in front of me. They're very well dressed, about 50-55 years old, but very drunk also. They barely stand, not even stand, they barely sit, talk pretty loud and everything. You can see the picture. I stay focused on my work, but from the corner of the eye, I'm still aware of the presence and I kind of see how they treat or talk to the waitress. So I start asking myself, 
what would I do or what should I do if ever they become too disrespectful or if ever they start doing some crazy stuff because clearly they're not anymore in control and in charge of their own bodies. So I have my eyes down on my little notepad and I see the chair beside me on my left start moving and I look up and it's one of the guys that basically sits next to me. He starts to speak to me in Estonian and obviously I don't understand the word so I simply say sorry and then I see he focuses probably gathers the few neurons that are still left in his brain and says to me I thought you were a Russian hitman. So since I don't really want to engage in a conversation and laugh at it or explain who I am or what I'm doing or whatever, I basically channel the inner Russian hitman in me and try to remember the Russian accents from the American movies where the Russians are always the bad guys. And I tell him, maybe I am, maybe I am not. You don't want to find out. I know this is a horrible Russian accent, I know I'm not good, but I think in the moment with the sounds and the noise in the restaurant and the music, I think it came out pretty well. So then he kind of laughs it off, but not completely, gets up and goes back to his place. I'm like, okay, good, mission accomplished, I can go back to what I do, and I guess we are, let's say, in a way, friends, or at least the contact is there, so if ever they try to do something, I guess we can resolve it in a peaceful way. Since anyways, I'm a Russian hitman, so they don't want to mess with me, right? And I know what you wish and I wish for it also, but after that, nothing happens. They basically offer me some oysters and champagne, but I don't take it because I was already having my things. And I leave the restaurant and go home and sleep. I know, very boring turnaround. This is not an American movie. There's no action. There's no guns. But there's still some interesting learnings and lesson. And we'll get to that later. Now, fast forward two weeks, I'm in Poland, in Sopot, next to the Baltic Sea, and I wake up on a beautiful Saturday morning, it's about 7.45, I decide to go for a walk and for a little coffee with the view on the sea, so I'm walking on one of the streets, and I see a drunk older guy, and what looks to be a younger gym rat, he's very buff, very muscular, he has a what looks like a gym bag in his hands, and they're kind of talking. I'm listening to a book in my ears, so I don't hear exactly what they're saying, but this is kind of the first impression that I have. But as I approach, I see the gym guy looking at me and dropping his bag and kind of talking or even his body language and the sound of his voice. Again, I'm listening to the book, so I don't hear it perfectly, and I understand Polish, So I feel he's looking for trouble, almost looking for a fight straight away from his energy, from his vibe and the way he also dropped his bag. And since the two guys are apart, I basically walk in between them. Obviously, all of this is happening very quickly, but basically, I just keep on walking. What I do is I stop the book in my ears so at least I can hear if ever he comes after me. But I hear he's basically continuing his little show or his little attack on me. And I just mind my business and I continue. 
And what's interesting, and I realized after, is that I truly remained calm, not even my heart starting to pump. And in my past, in my youth, I used to have a lot of those kind of problem fight situations. And I remembered, and that's actually a natural human reflex, that when you are in those a little bit or a lot dangerous situation or potentially dangerous situation, your body prepares you for fight, right? As you know, fight or flight. So the manifestation of that preparation is your heart starts to pump quicker, your blood flows faster because you are getting ready for a fight. But in this case, even if I was very aware that I I passed him like literally a few centimeters from him, he wasn't on the other side of the street, so he was very close and the danger, let's say, was pretty in my face, but none of those reactions happened in my body. I want to say I was listening to training the samurai's mind in my ears. So it's literally about that, how to be a samurai, how to control yourself in the battle and in life. So obviously maybe that helps. But still with the training throughout times, by not wanting to let external events and situations affect me, knowing that I am in control of my reactions and not necessarily what happens around me, but what I do with that, probably that training really created that reflex of no reaction, basically, of true no reaction. Not just physically, that I didn't do nothing and didn't talk to him or didn't confront him. Literally, even my body, that is an automatic reaction, didn't react at all. And in the first story of the Russian hitman, even if the threat wasn't really real because the guys weren't violent or nothing, they were obviously out of control and extremely drunk. But what I did is that I imagined what could they do just to prepare, right? If they grab the waitress or they insult her, I was ready to get up and to stop it and to confront them. If, let's say, they came back to me and started again to try to have a conversation and it got out of hand, I just kind of contemplated the possibilities and what I would do. And when you do that, it also brings you peace because you feel even more that you are in control. I obviously had more time to contemplate and reflect in the first situation because it happened very slowly. The second one was way quicker, but still it's the same principle. So bottom line, the lesson of those two stories and something we need to cultivate and practice is to not let external situations, threats, distractions not only affect you, but literally control you. Because when you think about it, whenever something that happens outside gets to you, you are not in control anymore. So you are hurting yourself more than anything else. And it's really funny because literally the same day of the drunk fighter, in the book that I was listening to, Training the Samurai's Mind, the author says that a warrior is no good if he can't keep calm and see clearly during battle. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because imagine you practice, you have all the right techniques, but then as soon as something on the external happens, you lose your cool, you lose your mind, you lose your calmness. You will not be able to tap into your full potential of the warrior. Remember all what you've practiced. This is exactly what happens when you start training any type of fighting, whether it's mixed martial arts or boxing. Usually, 
usually you start getting the technique pretty well when you train on the gym bags or the pads. And then as soon as you get into the ring for the first time, you start to throw punches with no technique, with literally everything you've learned, you're doing the opposite. It's because you are in a realer situation, even if obviously that fight isn't real, it's for practice. But still, hitting on a bag, you are focused just on your arm, on your technique, on your breathing. And as soon as there's more external elements to the equation, then easily you can forget. And that's why this is something we need to practice. That is it for today. This was the story of the Russian hitman and the drunk fighter. I wish you a wonderful and in control and calm day. And I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you got to live it, or the way society says you got to live it. you got to live it for yourself. Thank <laughs> you.